Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 28th of November. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733, title sponsor of everything, Zaslow Show 2.0, since day one, any kind of an accident you're involved in. Slip and fall, hit and run, motorcycle, boating, car accident. First you call 911. Got to make sure everybody is safe. 
and then you let Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys put their skills to work for you. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free, 800 747 3733. Glad to have you here with us on this Tuesday. We got a lot going on. Another big sports night tonight. I love this time of year. There's just, you know, we're, we're in the nitty gritty when it comes to the NFL. When it comes to the Dolphins, we don't normally get this where we're heading into December. First place, my first place AFC East, Miami Dolphins. That's a rarity. They haven't won this division since I believe 2008. And then on top of it, you got Heat basketball. They play tonight. You got Panther hockey. They play again tonight. I love this time of year. I love, I love getting up in the morning. We're gonna get ready for work. Everybody gets ready for work, and you get to, at least for me. I say to myself, all right, what's on tap after the work day? Do you guys do that? You're like, all right. I'm going to get through work today, and I got this to look forward to tonight. You always got to have something to look forward to, right? That keeps us all going. And I wake up, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I got a Heat game and a Panther game to look forward to tonight. That's what keeps me going. And, of course, the holiday season, off and rolling. NFL, NBA, NHL, Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, and not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played, from MMA to international soccer, even pro wrestling. Head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code Believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, like I said, we have the Heat tonight. We have the Panthers tonight. Week twelve of the NFL, it's over. They did it. They got through the twelfth week, and last night, just a dreadful game. The Vikings. Lose at home to the Bears, 12-10. to 10. That's right. Josh Dobbs, non-committal to head coach Kevin O'Connell, non-committal to him moving forward. And as far as the Bears go, Justin Fields, I mean, he's got a few more games, I guess, to prove. Don't use the number one pick on Caleb Williams. Keep me, because based on the Panthers, who, of course, fired Frank Reich yesterday, it's looking like they're going to have the number one overall pick from Carolina and a top five pick probably of their own, although the win last night, that hurts their chances in that regard. But the, the Bears, four field goals does the trick. A 12-10 win. Also last night, Monday Night Raw. I felt like I was watching a ghost. CM Punk back on Monday Night Raw last night. They made us wait the whole show. I thought they were going to open the show with CM Punk. They opened the show commercial-free first hour of Raw last night. And by the way, if you miss any of my episodes, my wrestling podcast, it's still real to me. It's always been my dream to do a wrestling show. I asked my old employer at Odyssey, 7 9 Ticket. I mean, I begged them for so long, let me do a wrestling show. They didn't care. And so Files like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to do it on my own. And so make sure you go listen to this week's edition of this weekend's edition of It's Still Real to Me. We did a Survivor Series recap, but most importantly, we reacted to all things CM Punk. He's back on Monday Night Raw last night. They waited till the end of the show to give us Punk. And, and yeah, it was like, show was good. Punk's back. What are they going to do? We're hoping for CM Punk versus Seth Rollins for the World Championship. I'm hoping it's at Royal Rumble 
Because my son and I were going to Royal Rumble in Tampa. Anyway, glad to have you guys here with us on a Tuesday. Because week 12 is over with. That means we have our NFL power rankings. Matter of fact, let's just get right to it here. So Monday Night Football last night. Bears beat the Vikings 12-10. And now we could start looking forward to week 13 NFL Dolphins Commanders. That team sucks balls. We know that. But let's get to our Week 13 Zaslow Show 2.0 NFL Power Rankings. Everybody knows I love a good power ranking. So here's what we got. We do top five, and we count them backwards for dramatic purposes. Number five, the Jacksonville Jaguars make their way in the top five, I think, for the first time this season. So the Jaguars, number five in the Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings with their win at Houston. Previously unranked, they sneak into the top five now. Number four, no movement, the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins were number four last week. They remain number four this week with their win at the Jets. Like I told you, it it, it felt like a ho-hum kind of win for the Dolphins, which is great. I mean, they scored 34 points. They won by three touchdowns. But they're still number four because you look at the three teams that I have ahead of them. Number three, up two spots from last week, the San Francisco 49ers. They're 8-3. and three. They're looking like they're back, looking like a big-time threat atop that NFC. They crushed the Seattle Seahawks on Thanksgiving night. The San Francisco 49ers, they jumped two spots. They're number three in the Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. Once again at number two, Baltimore Ravens. No reason to move them down. A very convincing win great defensive performance at the LA Chargers this weekend and number one again not a ton of movement in Saslow show 2.0 power rankings this week no reason for Philadelphia not to still be number one so the Philadelphia Eagles with a great come from behind overtime win over the Buffalo Bills they remain at number one in the Saslow show 2.0 power rankings so to recap number five Jacksonville number four Miami. Number three, San Francisco. Number two, Baltimore. Number one, Philadelphia. And that right there is the week 13 edition of Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. All right. So the big news from last night locally, your Florida Panthers, they lost back-to-back games. They were 12-7-1. They lost two in a row, uh, both at home, Boston and and then when I went on Friday against Winnipeg. And then, and it's funny, hockey is one of the few sports, maybe the only one where I really do believe when the coach lights the team up. When And, and look, Paul Maurice took a lot of the blame himself for the team's effort recently and, and specifically for the team's effort against Winnipeg. And I feel like hockey... Maybe the only sport where it seems to work when the coach pulls this mess. You'll remember last year when the Panthers had their big turnaround. It was late in the season. There were only like seven or eight games remaining. They really needed to win like all of them. And they were down one nothing. Actually, maybe in 1-1 in Toronto. And the Panthers were playing like shit. And Paul Maurice was motherfucking every one of them on the bench in front of all the cameras. I'm pretty sure he was saying, 
You're playing... Some people think he was saying you're playing like a bunch of bitches. I think he was saying you're playing like a bunch of pussies. Either way, lit them up. They end up winning that game. Played much better. They end up getting a, a game-tying goal with the extra man. And then they score in overtime. And that was the catalyst to a six-game uh, six win streak where they wind up closing out the season and making the postseason. And, of course, we know where it went. Hockey, I think, is the only sport where that stuff works. It's so old school hockey. And holy shit was last night old school. But it's so old school. And so Paul Maurice lit the team up, apparently. Had them working super hard at practice before on Sunday before they got on the bird to go to Ottawa for their Canadian trip this week. They're at Toronto tonight, and then I think on Thursday they're at Montreal. But anyway, so the Panthers respond with their best 60 minutes of the season against Ottawa last night. I, I, I think it's the only sport where that stuff works, where the coach can light you up, and then the team responds. But anyway, so the Panthers win last night 5 nothing. And, and normally I, I play the goals for you guys here, but... That's not the story today, all right? Like, Reinhardt put the Panthers up 1-0 early in the game. Then he scored again in the second period. That made it uh, 2-0. They wind up getting a goal. Sam Bennett gets his second goal of the season. So, Reinhardt now has 15 goals. Sam Bennett has two goals. They're up 3-0. And then they really poured on the third period. E2 Loisterine got his second goal of the year. And and then the, the fifth goal came from, I'm not even sure I remember. Oh, uh, Carter Verhage. I think Verhage actually had the fourth goal, his ninth goal of the season. So it was Reinhardt with a pair, Bennett, Verhage, Loisterinen. All right, so they, they win 5 nothing. Barkov, Barkov was good, obviously got a shot, but he didn't even have to be great. Like, the Panthers overall, the Panthers' defense has been very good this year, and, and they were able to, you know, pour it on offensively because offense has not been the Panthers' strength yet this year. But anyway, they win 5 nothing. But the story of the game, and this... Never happens. 13 players got game misconducts. 13 players, and it all happened in the third period. Pretty early in the third period, or maybe like middle third period. 13 players got game misconducts, got thrown out of the game. And because it got to a point where, and it really started like in the second period, where dudes were taking a run at each other. And really the Senators were taking a run at Panthers. And what I mean by that is, if you don't understand the hockey lingo, like, Matthew Kachuk for the Panthers, amazing player. Love him. Like, all-time great Florida Panther already. But he's an agitator. He's an old-school, meat-and-potatoes kind of hockey player. And he can be an agitator. And it worked last night, clearly, because the centers were all out of their game, and they were taking runs at him last night. And so who is it? McEwen, which, hey man, next time the Panthers play, and next time Panthers play Ottawa, it's in Ottawa, and then they play them here in February and here in April. I want to go to that game in February because there is going to be bad blood between these teams, these two teams, the rest of the season now. And McEwen, got something for your ass when you're here in Sunrise in February. But anyway, and there was fighting last night because then someone else tried to fight Kachuk, and, and, like, they fought. Someone else fought Kachuk. The other guy took a run at Kachuk. Super dirty play. Comes from behind. Elbow starts punching him when he's on the ground. And, and he obviously got a game misconduct and got thrown out of the game. And I'll circle back to that in a second. But anyway, 
it, the pe- there were so many penalties, penalty after penalty after penalty, and like it was a, it was a sh- it was out of hand. And so then, like in the middle of the third period, at this point, the Panthers are up four nothing, I believe, and, and they got a major penalty out of the one earlier I was talking about, which they didn't score on because then the Panthers got called for a couple penalties. It, it was it was a lot. So now we're in like the middle of the third period. The shot on goal, it was a breakaway. Bobrovsky makes the save. And Brady Kachuk, you got to remember, Brady Kachuk's the captain. I think he's the captain, not the assistant captain. But Brady Kachuk is the Kachuk. Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk, and he's, he's not as good as Matthew, but he's really good. And he's the captain. And Kachuk misses on the breakaway. And then as he's sliding past Bobrovsky or skating past him, takes a whack at him at the back of his skates. That's fucking bullshit. You can't do that. So then Kulikov is all over Kachuk. The rest of the Panthers come over, and it's like a melee now. You got all 10 skaters who are, like, on top of each other. Really, everyone except for Oliver ekman Larson, who got in there kind of late, like, he was just holding back and not trying to be a peacemaker, but really not doing anything. Anyway, I bring that up because, so, you got all this going on. And I'm watching in bed with my wife. She's actually reading her book because she, she doesn't really care. But I, I, now I sound like, this game is a shit show. It's so out of control at this point. I say that to her. And then the referee gets on the mic. And he says, all 10 players, game misconduct. Holy shit. I have never seen that, heard that before. Even Steve Goldstein on the broadcast goes, like he, I think he said, this referee is my hero. I've never heard that before. All t- Doesn't bother giving numbers, names, all 10 players on the ice. Game misconduct. It's, it was so out of hand, the game. He just threw everybody out. Ten guys were all thrown out at once. It was nuts. So that's what we have going on with the Panthers last night. What a shit show it turned into. Where now, so you normally have 18 players on your bench. You have 12 forwards and you have six defensemen. And so now you only got 13 guys. But you always got five guys on the ice. You know, we're not including the goalies goalies here. So now... You only have eight players on the bench. Like, the benches were empty. It was such a bizarre look. And then a few minutes later, a couple more guys ended up getting thrown out. So, it was seven Panthers. uh, Excuse me. Six Panthers. Seven Senators who were thrown out of this game. And the five guys who were on the ice at one time for the Panthers. And the ten got thrown out. It was Lomberg, uh, uh, Gradjevich. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. Stenland. That entire fourth line, and Oliver ekman Larson and Dmitry Kulikov. Those five. Like, Gadjevich is laughing. Lomberg is laughing. He loves it. You know those guys love it. And and so, so it was so interesting watching. I love this little stuff about hockey. It's such a great game. And you have, like, the assistant coaches who are barking out orders at the five guys who are sitting on the bench because now it's like, or eight guys, because now it's all confusing as far as shifts and and... and you know, keeping your time on the ice tight because you're down so many men. It was such a weird sight. But things get weirder now, okay? Or at least from my perspective. 
First, let me tell you guys about the only car dealership I personally endorse. You know I'm about to tell you now about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, so easy to get to. It's actually, it's that beautiful new state-of-the-art facility right off North Andrews Avenue. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. I'm talking about a relaxed indoor car shopping experience or if you just need your current vehicle serviced, you know, you don't have to have a Subaru to take it to a trusted dealership like North Fort Lauderdale Subaru and have your car serviced by their team. They service all makes and models at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Now, if you're looking for a new car, we're talking an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model. You are sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Plus, all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty, so you know that you're covered. And right now, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you could lease the all-new 2024 Subaru Outback Premium for just $321 a month for 36 months with $59.95 due at signing with approved credit. For more details, go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. So here's where things always get weird for me in a game like last night with the Panthers. So such an odd experience watching that game. These teams hate each other. It's going to be a thing now all year long. And, And by the way, I should mention, we've been keeping an eye on NHL free agent Patrick Kane for the last couple weeks, as it looked like the Panthers were, were going to sign him. The Panthers were definitely interested in him. He signed with the Detroit Red Wings this morning. That sucks. He would have helped. That would have been cool. He was coming off offseason, I think, hip surgery. All-time great Chicago Blackhawk. Patrick Kane would have been a really fun addition. But he's signing with Detroit, who is right behind the Panthers right now in the Atlantic Division. So, I think Detroit's in the Atlantic Division, right? I, somet- I I get confused since they did the realignment. Let me make sure that I'm right here. All right. Uh, yeah, the Red Wings are right behind the Panthers. They're two points back. They're third place in the Atlantic Division. Panthers are second place. Anyway, so that's disappointing. They missed out on Patrick Kane. But he- here's the part that's always so weird to me. So, Matthew Kachuk, right? Matthew Kachuk is a great player, also an agitator. And so, other teams get angry at him. And sometimes, <coughs> you know, you'll get some dirty plays like last night. Buddy from the Senators took a run at Matthew Kachuk. Uh, a big elbow uh, to the back of his head. Uh, ended up cutting Kachuk on the forehead. Or maybe that was in the fight that Kachuk got into. But nonetheless, a dirty hit by this player who got a game misconduct and a five-minute major penalty. So I always wonder, and I get it. It's hockey. It's part of the game. But Matthew Kachuk's brother, Brady Kachuk, is the captain of the Senators. What if the player who made the dirty hit on Matthew, he injures him, gives him a concussion. Now he's out like 10 games or something. It becomes a major issue. And, I, and, and it was a dirty hit. Does Brady Kachuk, who's the captain of the centers, like, does he go up to his team and like, hey man, like, I know, you know, we're on the same team here, but that's my brother. And it was really dirty what you did. And you hurt my brother. I wonder how that goes down. What is that dynamic like? Because the, like the, these are two different things. There's one side where it's your teammate and you got to support your teammate no matter what. But also, he tried to hurt your brother. And that's bigger than, than, than team. That's bigger than sports, right? And I don't know. Like I, 
I feel like I gotta ask. You know what? The next time that we have Jovo on the show, next time we had have Ed Jovanovsky on, I gotta ask him about that. I think it's such a it's such an interesting dynamic when it comes to stuff like that. Like in basketball, if you're playing against your brother, no one's gonna be taking a run at each other. That's not how it works. In baseball, it, even in football, like I guess that could happen. You know, if there's a play over the middle or something. But in hockey, you see when it's intentional. And this player intentionally went after Matthew Kachuk last night and essentially tried to hurt him. And I just, I, I just wonder how that goes down when it's your brother. Anyway, and, it's, and, and by the way, it is such a funny thing where in the other sport, like, I'm, I'm watching Paul Maurice after the game last night. And, you know, they're asking the post-game press. And Paul Maurice, by the way, amazing soundbite. He is excellent with the media. And it was like, ah, oh, you know, it's a physical game. It's tough. It's fun. Nah, it wasn't too much. It's, it's, all, it's all part of it. Think about that. You had 10 guys on the ice who were all fighting with each other. And they all got thrown out of the game. If that happened in any other sport, it's, I mean, it transcends sports. It'll be all over the national news. It would be a national scandal in any other sport. But in hockey... Paul Maurice after him, yeah, nah, it's not too much. You know, it gets both teams going. It's it's good, it's good fun hockey. It's, I'm telling you, I, I love it. It's such an amazing sport. Anyway, so the Panther game last night was a lot of fun. It was a shit show. Most importantly, the Panthers got two points, five-nothing win. And uh, and yeah, I just and, and this is their second place. In the Atlantic Division now, 13-7-1 tonight. They're at Toronto. And, uh, hey, maybe they'll chant we want Florida. I don't know. I can't predict the future. So, that's tonight. All right. Now we got the other thing going on tonight. And that's the Miami Heat. Let's hang on to that for a second. We'll get to the Heat in a moment here. The Dolphins. Dolphins signed Jason Pierre-Paul yesterday. They signed him from the... Uh, you know, for the Giants, Buccaneers, had very, many good years with those two teams. They signed him off the New Orleans Saints practice squad yesterday. He's very excited. He's a local guy. He, he went to USF, right? He's very excited to be coming home, come back to the crib. And and so Jason Pierre-Paul, he's not a replacement for Jalen Phillips, but he's going to help with the depth. The replacement, and it's not a replacement, but like if there's a replacement for J- Jalen Phillips, it needs to be Emmanuel Agba. So Jason Pierre-Paul is going to add some depth here. That's obviously a good signing. Good job there by the Dolphins. Hopefully that all works itself out. But you know what? And by the way, I forgot to mention this yesterday. Because the Denver Broncos have now won five consecutive games. They're now 6-5 and five overall. Don't look now. But the Miami Dolphins have beaten a team that's over 500. So you can't say that anymore. You can't say the Dolphins have not defeated a team over 500. Now what you have to say is the Dolphins have beaten a team over 500, a team that's won five in a row, and by the way, the Dolphins beat them by 70. No, sorry, Dolphins beat them by 50. They scored 70 on them. So now you can bring that up. Anyway. Today's Tuesday. You know what we do every Tuesday. Let's get into Twitter Jam. So this week's edition of Twitter Jam, that's right, that's called a lead-in, what I just did right there. This week's edition of Twitter Jam is on 
the Miami Dolphins. So we'll take some tweets, some interesting stuff from Twitter over the last few days on your favorite little football team. Of course, the big story, you know, like I just mentioned there, was Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips' torn Achilles out for the year. Well, this tweet here is from Marcel Louis-Jacques, ESPN Nation Miami Dolphins reporter. And he tweets out here, Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert on the turf field at MetLife Stadium. And then he put out this clip. Uh, especially playing on this turf, um, you know, no, no player wants to go down on a significant injury. I mean, you saw what happened to Rodgers uh, very first game, you know, within you know the first series. And it just it just sucks, man. And and for JP, I know he's going to have his, his base right. He's going to get his mental right and, and be back stronger and better than ever. But um, we got to do something about this turf and, and, and this, you know, this playing service because obviously it's still a, a major problem, um, even even with, um, you know, trying to figure out what we can do. But I don't know. It, it just has to change. So I already, I already said yesterday, I, I know guys complain about the turf. I know they showed the graphic with all the injuries that have taken place at that stadium, including Jalen Phillips. But, like, I'm not smart enough to know what a difference it makes. The turf, the grass. I just know everyone seems to think the turf causes injuries. All right. Keeping it moving here. This next tweet is from, how about, all right. This is from OJ McDuffie, one of my all-time favorite Miami Dolphins, one of the great Dolphin receivers of all time. He does the the pre and the post game for the Miami Dolphins radio network. And here he tweets out, I'm so upset for my man Jalen Phillips. He's such a great dude. Such a great player and was coming along like a certified badass. He's my favorite player. Sucks, man. Yeah, it does suck. You're right. You're right, Juice. 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 You're right, OJ. All right. This next tweet is from the NFL. How about that? The NFL tweets out, Tua just teaching Mike McDaniel the art of the no-look pass. And here they attached a clip from Hard Knocks. Oh. How? How do you... I was making sure. You were sure looking was... at me, but you threw. No, you threw that. What? How are you? How are you looking at me? But then you threw. He was looking at me, but then he threw that way. What? Yeah. That's not allowed. This next tweet here is from Brett Breckeisen. He's on the Miami Dolphins communication staff, so you know he'll put out good info for people to use and whatnot. So here he tweets out: The Miami Dolphins have utilized ten different offensive linemen and seven different starting O-line combos this season. Man, that's a lot. They have 12 fewer QB hits allowed than anyone in the league and are third in fewest sacks allowed. And yeah, you can see here, as far as fewest QB sacks allowed, he attaches the graphic. Dolphins, number one, they've only allowed 18, and number one have only allowed 35 QB hits. And next is Philadelphia, who's allowed 29 sacks and 47 QB hits. Uh, So yeah, excellent job there. And then when you go to, few, that, that's fewest QB hits allowed. And then you go to fewest sacks allowed. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, no. I, I Okay, so I understand the difference that they're saying here. All right, let me start over. Dolphins, number one in fewest QB hits allowed, 18. Number two is Philadelphia, 29. And then fewest sacks allowed, Dolphins are third in sacks allowed at 18. Number two, Buffalo, at 15, number one, Kansas City at 14. It's weird the way they put the graphic there. But when you're looking at QB hits, yeah, Dolphins are number one at QB hits allowed, and they're number three at sacks allowed. I hope I didn't make that confusing. I got a little bit confused myself. Anyway, I apologize for that. 
This next tweet is also from Brett Breckeisen. He says here, another graphic. Hope it's not as confusing. The Miami Dolphins defense has been one of the league's best since week five. Here's how much they improved from the first quarter of the season. And here you have the defensive rankings. It has weeks one through four, the ranking and the number, and then weeks five through 12, the ranking and the number. So for instance, in total defense, the Dolphins were 26th. Since then, weeks five through 12, first. Yards per play, they were 27th. Since then, first. Offensive points allowed, they were 30th. Now, tied for first. Rushing defense, they were 22nd. Now, second. Third down defense, tied for 25th. Now, second. First downs allowed, 29th. Now, second. Net yards per pass play, they were 28th. Now, third. Yards per rush, they were 19th. Now, fourth. Passing defense, they were 25th. Now, they are 7th. But overall, total defense, they were 26th allowing 374.5 yards per game in weeks one through four. Since then, first, averaging just 265.6 yards per game. That is awesome, and it's why I told you, this is why, even if the offense hasn't been as great the first part of the season, even if Tua hasn't been as great the first part of the season, this team is a lot better right now than they were then, and it's because of the defense. Travis Wingfield, host of the Dolphins Drive Time podcast, he tweets out, Tua was so sharp on critical third downs in that first half against the Jets. Big time throws under some duress, right on target, great anticipation, one, two off platform. Miami converted 69% of their third downs. Only one other team this year was better than 50% against the Jets on third down, and that was Kansas City at 58%. The Jets held all but three opponents under 40%. So how about that? The Dolphins were 69%. Excellent job there by Travis finding that stat. Even better job by this dominant Dolphin defense now. All right, Joe Shad. He covers the Dolphins for the Palm Beach Post. He tweets out, former Dolphin Jordan Phillips, the Eagle fan made threats. So you may have saw this. The game Sunday afternoon, Jordan Phillips got into it with an Eagle fan in the front row. Then Shaq Lawson came over and shoved the Eagle fan. Well, Jordan Phillips, he put an Instagram photo out. And on the caption, he put, I love the crowd. I love rowdy fans. It makes the game fun. But one thing I'm not going to tolerate is someone threatening me or my family. This is a line that shouldn't be crossed. All right, you could totally sympathize with Jordan Phillips there. If that's going to happen, yeah, he's going to get angry about it. And I'm not talking about the Russell Westbrook nonsense. Like, Russell Westbrook and these NBA players are so soft. Get into it, fans are calling him Westbrook. Get the fuck out of here. But Jordan Phillips, I would imagine, and it's Philly fans we're talking about, I would imagine Jordan Phillips, you know, something really shitty was said to him. All right. And this tweet here is from Alan Poupart. He's the publisher of AllDolphins.com. He tweets out, Fascinating Dolphins nugget, maybe only to me. They are now the first team, other than New England, with a three-game lead in the loss column in the AFC East through 11 games since 1991. That year was Buffalo. The last time the Dolphins had a three-game lead through 11 games was 1984 when they were 11-0 on their way to the Super Bowl. I think it's a very interesting stat. And finally, got one more here. This is from DolphinsTalk.com. And DolphinsTalk.com tweets out, We now have Salty Rich Eisen. Rich challenges Dolphins fans to go to games 
and pushes the poor attendance narrative, jokes that Tua will need to use silent snaps for the Dallas game, says Dolphins are in the penthouse of the who-have-they-really-beat tower. All right, and here's the clip. They've got three games that they should win, and those are the games that they are winning. They're winning the games that they should win. As we know, they are the... They are in the penthouse of the who have they really beaten Yeah, 2023 yeah, Cowboys, Cowboys are looking around in their apartment building right. like, any, any spots available? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're on the elevator going up, yeah. but the, the, the Dolphins yeah. have the penthouse with the, the three, 360 views of the keys. Oh, yeah. Right, of that narrative. Tower. The tower of narrative in the NFL. Um, and I'll just say this to the South Florida fans. Um, you best show up at the Hard Rock Stadium. You best show up at that stadium because I'll tell you what. Tell you what, man. If you don't show up on week 16 and the Dallas Cowboys are coming into town, you want to talk about a home game on the road? All those empty seats need to be dressed up by actual Dolphin fans because <laughs> Because it's going to be, you know, Tua is going to have to go silent snap in his own home. I mean, it's time to show up, right? They, I mean, show out. I, I shouldn't say that because I'm not totally privy to their attendance totals. I'm just assuming that what's done in the past has been happening now. And at Baltimore and home for Buffalo, those are the ones. All right, so as far as the they're in the penthouse of the who have they beaten, uh, Dolphin fans got to eat that one. Like, you, you, you may not agree with that, but... The fact of the matter is, they haven't beaten anyone good. Now, you can only play who's on your schedule. That's the case that I make, all right? And I also say, there's no shame in losing on the road to teams like Kansas City and Philadelphia. But, like, that is a fact. They haven't beaten anyone good. They've only beaten one team over 500. Yes, they beat them by 50. But that is what it is. And that whole narrative, if you will, changes... When Dallas comes here, the Dolphins go to Baltimore, Buffalo comes here, weeks 16, 17, 18, and the Dolphins take that ass. That's when that narrative changes. And it's going to change. But for now, we got to eat that one. But the part where, like, man, I thought Rich Eisen was better than this is the whole attendance thing. Dolphins games, I already told you, Last year, I went to like five Dolphin games last year. I just buy the tickets. And me and my son, we love to sit front row in the upper deck behind the goal. And those seats were like 50, maybe 60 bucks a pop. Now, to sit in those same seats, and we're doing it. Like we're going to the Titans game on Monday Night Football. I paid over $200 a ticket for those same seats now. And that's because A, the team's really good. And B, there is very high demand. And every game is packed. And every game is sold out. Dolphin games, the crowds are awesome, the attendance is awesome, and I thought Rich Eisen was better than that false narrative. Now, he does say there, I I haven't checked their numbers, so I don't really know for sure. Well, Rich, guess what? You don't know for sure. You're completely off base, because just go look at facts, all right? And you go to ESPN.com, go to NFL attendance, and look at the rankings. Now, listen, Hard Rock Stadium is one of the smallest buildings in the NFL, They seat uh, a little more than 65,000, all right? It's one of the smaller buildings in the league. So 
you can't go by average attendance where the Dolphins rank. Then they're going to be like 20-something in the mid-20s. And that's not fair because it's a small building. And they, uh, you know, if they had a bigger building, they would get more. But they don't. So the way to judge this is you have to go by capacity. And based on capacity, you know, meaning do they sell out? Do they fill the building? And based on capacity, the Dolphins, fourth best attendance in the entire NFL. Fourth. The Dolphins come in at 101.1% capacity. Fourth best in the NFL. San Francisco's number one. Indianapolis, two. Los Angeles, three. Miami, four. 101.1% capacity. The Dolphins have the fourth best attendance in the league. Oh, okay. And so let me also explain this. You have to go by capacity because that, that makes it fair. Then everyone's on a level playing field. It doesn't matter how big your stadium is. How do you get over 100% capacity, Zaslow? I'm glad you asked. Capacity, sellout, in, 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 and this goes with the NBA also. You know, you ever see like in the NBA, the, the, the capacity at Kaseya Center, I believe is 19,600. And they routinely have over that, have about 20,000. And that's because capacity is all the seats, not counting the suites. Suite level, the people who are in the boxes in the suites do not count toward capacity. They do not count toward a sellout. You could have your building sold out if every seat is sold out and nobody is sitting in the suite level, that's a sellout. Everyone in the suites, that's on top of capacity. That's how you get over 100% capacity. That's how the Dolphins are at 101.1%. So, yeah, I just I don't I, I thought Ridge Eisen was better than that tired attendance narrative when the Dolphins are fourth best in the entire NFL when it comes to attendance. Anyway, I was wrong. Hey, you can't always be right. And that right there is another edition of Twitter Jam. You know what Rich Eisen probably needs? He probably needs to get better sleep. If you get better sleep, your mind works better. You retain information better. You feel better. Maybe you would know more about the Dolphins' attendance situation. And the way to get the best sleep is by going to SheetsGiggles.com. Sheets and Giggles, the only bed sheets that I sleep on. That's one less thing we got to worry about here in the Zaslow Mansion. We get all of our bed sheets from SheetsGiggles.com. And when you go to Sheets and Giggles, SheetsGiggles.com, we're talking the most comfortable, coolest, most breathable, softest sheets you've ever slept on in your life. Surprise your wife. Surprise your husband. Whatever you got going on. I don't know your situation. Surprise them during this holiday season. I got it. I got the eucalyptus pillow. I got the mattress. I got the comforter, the bed sheets, the blankets. I sleep so well, and that's due to my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. Eucalyptus Sheets, that's right. And still making sure that the environment is taken care of while doing this for us. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. Not only are there sales all across the site, but when you go to SheetsGiggles.com, if you use promo code ZASLO, you'll get 20% off checkout your first order. So go to SheetsGiggles.com, use the promo code ZASLO, 20% off checkout, and then every other time you go back, we're talking about all kinds of other discounts all across the site. Follow them at Sheets Giggles on Twitter, and you'll see after big Dolphins, Heat, Panther games, Collins constantly putting out promo codes there. But remember, go to SheetsGiggles.com, and your first order, use the promo code Zazlo, 20% off checkouts. 
Also, I've been telling you, one of our OG sponsors here on Zaslow Show 2.0, I get my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance. And I do that because not only do I know I'm getting the best rate out there, but I'm getting the most comprehensive coverage on my home. God forbid something happens. I don't lay awake at night wondering what am I going to do. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. And that's why I recommend them to you as well. 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. Brunt Insurance, you're getting the most affordable care and the best coverage out there. There are so many options for your homeowner's insurance. Call Brunt at 954-589-2204. The agents at Brunt Insurance specialize in finding the right policy for you. Then they're going to educate you on all the different options. So you're going to know all the ins and outs of your policy of choice. Now, maybe you have homeowner's insurance and you're fine with it. Maybe you're looking for automobile, motorcycle, boater's insurance. You're making the right call. 954-589-2204. Brunt Insurance has the expertise and the experience to find the perfect coverage for you. That includes comprehensive policies on both trailers and motorhomes. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. So tonight, we got the Panthers at 7, the Heat at 7.30. By the way, how about this? So, this morning, going through my normal morning routine, listening to my shows that I like, I always listen to Frank and Scal, NBA Radio, Sirius XM NBA Radio, starting lineup. I love those guys, and I listen every morning. And this morning, guess who they have on the program? The voice of the Miami Heat, Eric Reed. That's right, I'm not talking about Eric Reed, former 7-9 ticket middayos. I don't know what he's up to. I'm talking the television voice of the Miami Heat, Eric Reed. He was a guest on the show. Okay, cool, we're going to talk some Heat basketball. But how about this nugget that he dropped? So tonight's game against Milwaukee, tournament game, tonight's game against Milwaukee, it's a TNT-only game. So, no Bally Sports Sun. You're going to watch on TNT. Well, there was the possibility... Eric Reed just dropped this nugget. There was the possibility... Kevin Harlan's on the call tonight. Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller. And there was the possibility that Kevin Harlan was going to get stuck last night in Minneapolis. He does Monday Night Football for Westwood One and wasn't going to make it down to Miami for the game tonight. Now, he did make it. He got through. And he's on his way to South Florida, okay? Probably right now as, as I'm talking to you. But Eric Reed was on standby. Just in case Kevin Harlan wasn't going to be able to make it, Eric Reed was on standby to do the national call with Reggie Miller on TNT. Like, how cool would that have been if all of a sudden we put on TNT tonight and you got Eric Reed and Reggie Miller on the call for Heaton Bucks? I mean, that would have been interesting hearing Eric Reed do a national call. What I mean by that is... You know, you're not going to show any favoritism toward the Heat. Now, also have to add, you know, when you watch the Heat games, obviously, you could tell how much Eric Reed loves the Heat. But, Eric calls a very fair game. Very fair. He'll tell you if the Heat didn't do something well, or didn't do something right, or if a call that went for them, they got lucky, a call that went against the other team, if, if the Heat caught a break there, he's very fair. When it comes to that kind of stuff. but So it didn't work out. He's not doing it. All right. Kevin Harlan made it. That's awesome. He's the best. But that would have been a nice little treat if we would have gotten Eric Reed tonight on the call. Anyway, final day of the in-season tournament. This is what we got tonight. Final day of the in-season tournament. The Heat are 2-1. and one. 
New York is 2-1. and one. Milwaukee is 3-0. and oh. If Milwaukee wins this game tonight, they advance to the quarterfinal. They'll presumably host a game. Now, I don't know if the Heat have a chance at the wild card. Because then you're talking all kinds of cocky mamie tie breaks. But the Heat can still win this group and advance. And here's the scenario. So the Heat, they have Milwaukee tonight. The New York Knicks also in the group. And this is why the loss last week to the Knicks was so damaging. The the Knicks, they have Charlotte tonight. That game is in New York. If the Heat beat the Bucks tonight, just beat them outright. And the Hornets win at the Knicks tonight. The Heat win the group. The Heat will be 3-1. and one, The Bucks will be 3-1. and one, Knicks will be 2-2. Two and two, And the Heat will have the head-to-head tiebreak against the Bucks. If the Heat win tonight and the Knicks lose, the Heat win the group and they advance. Okay, great. Now, what if the Heat win, but New York also wins? Which is likely. And then we have a three-way tie for first. I mean, Knicks are 11.5 point favorite tonight. The Heat, by the way, are a three and a half point dog. If the Heat win tonight and the Knicks also win, which is likely, then you have three teams who are three and one. And by the way, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, they look like they're good to go tonight. Jimmy Butler's questionable. If the Heat win tonight and the Knicks win, we have a three-way tie for first. Then the tie break comes down to point differential. And this, this has been mentioned where for the first time in NBA history, Point differential matters. And that's why, like, you had that crybaby, DeMar DeRozan, for the Bulls got thrown out of a game last week because he didn't like it that a player for the other team was still trying to score at the very end. I mean, can you imagine? You got guys on the end of the bench who make league minimum. If you win this tournament, you get $500,000. You don't think the guy at the end of the bench who's making league minimum wants $500,000? Well, what if you lose a tiebreak because of point differential, and you remember, yeah, you didn't want to score those points at the end of the game. You know, you didn't get your $500,000 bonus, but at least you didn't make DeMar DeRozan a sad. Can you fucking imagine? These NBA players, they are the softest. Anyway, for the first time in NBA history, point differential is going to come into play tonight all across the league because every game is an in-season tournament game. This is super interesting. And for the Heat, here's what we're looking at. For the Heat, if we have a three-way tie for first, the Heat would need to win tonight's... Okay, so right now, the Heat are a plus 11 in point differential. The Knicks are plus 18. The Bucks are plus 39. So, in order for the Heat to win the point differential tiebreak, the Heat would have to beat the Bucks by at least 15 points tonight. So, do we get in a situation? Is the clock ticking down? The Heat have the ball. There's no shot clock. They're up by 13. Well, that's not going to do them any good. They need to win by 15. Do they shoot at the very end? Does a melee break out because the Bucks, they're going to get a sad because the Heat are running up the score on them. Well, anyway. The Heat need to win tonight by 15. And then they need to have at least an 8-point differential in win margin than New York tonight if the Knicks were to beat Charlotte. Meaning, if the Heat win by exactly 15 points tonight against Milwaukee and the Knicks win, 
The Heat need the Knicks to win by seven points or fewer. You understand? So if the Heat win tonight, they're in play. If the Heat win and the Knicks lose, the Heat win the group. If the Heat win and the Knicks win, then the Heat need to win by at least 15 points tonight. And the point differential over the Knicks win tonight needs to be by at least eight. I don't know. Like, I'm into it. I think tonight has a lot of potential to wind up being fun. And this is exactly what the NBA wanted with this tournament. Was for us to be talking about all this, you know, meaningful stuff on a random Tuesday night. So, in that respect, yeah, the in-season tournament has been a major success, I would say. So, that's what, we, that's what we're paying attention to tonight. And I think, like, I, I don't know how much we're going to see it, but some teams are going to be trying to, you know, run up the score. And like I said, if the Heat have the ball up by 12, up by 13 times running out, and you already see, like, you know that the Knicks won their game or they're winning their game, they're going to, you got you to gotta shoot, you got to score. What would happen if the Heat are up by 14? And the Bucks are trying to dribble out the clock. Will the Heat foul them to put them on the line and get the ball back? Like, that's, that's a wild scenario, right? So anyway, I think tonight has potential to be a lot of fun. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about this? The Miami Hurricanes are in the market for a brand new quarterback as Tyler Van Dyke has entered the transfer portal. He put out a note yesterday on on social media thanking everyone. I don't think he thanked the fans, whatever, who cares? So Tyler Van Dyke, his time with the Hurricanes is done. I'm going, you know what? I'm going big deal because, yeah, the Hurricanes, they're going to be all over the transfer portal now and they're going to try and get a good quarterback. So you know what? I'm going to go big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Rex Ryan, former NFL coach, here he is yesterday on ESPN and here he is talking about Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots quarterback situation. Can I just say this? Bill Belichick, please stop. Just name your dang starter. It doesn't matter. They both stink. Whether it's Zappy, Shooter Jones, we don't care. They stink. Just just go ahead and save the drama. Like, we care about your team. Your team stinks. And, and, and I will say this. The, they do stink. I'm going big deal. He's a thousand percent right. The Patriots suck balls. And I like that Bill Belichick is taking heat from everywhere. Alex Smith the other day telling everybody, yeah, you know what, Teddy Bruschi? You were in the division that was the worst in NFL history. Played a little part in your success. And today, Rex Ryan telling everybody, Belichick, your team sucks. Stop pussyfooting around your situation. Just name a quarterback. Nobody cares. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Yesterday, speak on FS1. The star of FS1 and that show, of course, Joy Taylor. Here she is on Jalen Hurts and the MVP. We know Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but we're talking about Jalen Hurts as the MVP, not just because of their statistics, but because of the outcome. And I think that we can step out, kind of zoom out a little bit, forget about the statistics of last year or the year before that or what it's looked like in the past and focus on this year and focus on the word valuable. That makes things difficult sometimes when we're talking about this award because we do know that the quarterback is automatically the most valuable player on the field. But does that mean that they are the most valuable player this season? I like that you had Trent Williams up there. I think he should be the only person in the conversation for the Niners for MVP this year. Mm -hmm. They proved that. 
I, I, I don't think that it will go to a player that's... Clear. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it is Monday. It is Monday. I don't think that we... I think this year has been the closest year as of late to have a conversation about a player not being the quarterback win the MVP, and yeah. it'd be a very real conversation. But Jalen Hurts has shown, whatever which way he needs to, sometimes statistically, sometimes in a, in a knockdown fight, Every which way that not only is he the reason that they're winning games, but he is coming through in the end. So I think he's really he's running away with it to me because he's really constituting what the word valuable for this season means. I'm going not a big deal. because I think she's right. I think she's right on the money. I, I think it's absolutely trending in that direction, especially because I mean, shit, they're 10 and one. So I'm going not a big deal. I think she's right. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. So this is yesterday after the Warriors game. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is not having a good year. Clay Thompson could be pretty close to wash. He shoots under 40% overall and under 30% from three. And here's Clay Thompson after the game. Kirk talks a lot about believing in his guys, especially the starting lineup. Won championship not too long ago. Having patience, letting guys kind of, you know, find their game. How aware are you of that kind of patience and, or, and in, how much do, you know, do you value it? What do you, you want me to bench me? No, no, no. It's like that's bench some... wigs. <laughs> I don't benches? think I said that. Okay. I mean, you can suggest it, it's fine. But I mean, thanks, Steve. I guess. Like I don't know. Sometimes you earn these things, like patience and time to find yourself. And I think history will uh, is on our side when it comes to that stuff. You say that? Do you, have you heard people say that? Or is, no, is... I don't care what people say. It's like. They don't do what we do. They can't do what they do. That's why they talk. Why would I? Like, come on. I don't care what people say. At this point in my life. <laughs> Next question. I'm going big deal because let me tell you something. Uh, well, number one, remember when Clay Thompson used to be likable? I mean, this entire Warriors team is, I, I mean, their, their entire act is getting tired now. Like, now they're finally, Steph Curry's still very likable. But finally, overall, uh, like, let's get on with it already. Klay Thompson, I don't know that there are many players in the league overall who care more about what everyone else says than Klay Thompson. He is very sensitive. And he used to be a very, you know, nonchalant, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. You know, real cool. And and now he's very bitter and, and, and seems to care very much about what everyone else says. And the whole, you know, I don't care, they can't do what we do, all that nonsense. Anytime that someone says something like that, they care very, very much. And they're also, they also become extremely unlikable. And that's where we are apparently with Clay Thompson. So I'm going big deal. And that right there is another addition of big deal or not a big deal. Yes. All right. Can we get the double dip tonight? We did not have a, not have a lot of success over the weekend. We got a couple. We got a double dick punch over the weekend. We need to get back to the double dip tonight. Can we start the show tomorrow with Panther and Heat win? That's what I'd be talking about. All right. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who listened today. Of course, thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show today. I can never do it without all your help and hard work behind the scenes. I mean, I, I, everybody knows that. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Go with that. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack 
of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.